Now, I don't have anyone as smart as you are. So, Yosef really had all those incredible, <clears throat> all these incredible uh, gifts. So, the Pesach says he liked him better than all his brother children. Unfortunately, what happened was, you know, uh, jealousy came in, and we all know that jealousy is the one that feeds hate. You only hate someone when you're jealous. The people annoy you, you're angry with them. Jealousy, hate gets fed with jealousy. Because I'll say the Sinai, Har Sinai is called Har Sinai, because it brought jealousy and sinner on us. The Goyim hate us for one reason. Jealousy. The kids and the brothers were jealous. Now, I'll just explain the picture of this. Yosef comes to his brothers, and they really want to kill him. They want to kill him. Instead of killing him, they say to him, you know what, we're going to throw you into the pit between the snakes and scorpions. And it was inside there between the snakes. And Yosef was horrified. Mentioned once before the Medrash. The Medrash says when they took him out of the pit, they couldn't get money for him. Only 20 shkolem. He looked terrible. When I was young, I had some an illusion thinking that Yosef fell into the pit and it was like in a red light. Soon there's going to be weary. He had such betochen Hashem, nothing. High snake, high scorpion. The Medrash says it was no high snake. He was so ashen, so bad looking, that when they came to sell him, they couldn't sell him for money. He was really frightened. What we would call nowadays traumatized. So then they said, you know, we're going to sell you into to, to slavery. Meaning to say, like in Russia, I will send you to Siberia, don't ever come back. Finished. Instead of, don't ride home, don't call home, you cut off from your brothers. You know, this is such a vulnerable age, 17. Plus, Yosef didn't have a mother. Yosef had to, grew up without a mother. His mother died when he was very young. Rachel died when he was a young girl, young ten. Never had this female in his life. And here, he's coming to the master, to Poitifera, and he's extremely successful. You know what the Chetoyi says? Bayar Adoinov. His master saw... God is with him. The Medish has a whole try to explain what he saw that the Mamish saw miracles. So one just to explain one Medrash, the Medish says he noticed that something is very strange. So he tested him. He wanted a hot coffee, and he said, Can you bring me a cold glass of coffee? And he bought it hot. He Yosef knew exactly what he really wanted, even though he didn't ask it for. You know, he his master saw, and he saw that everything he touches turns into gold. So the passing says he left everything over for him. Nothing. Yosef should run the show. A 17-year-old young guy is running. He's the CEO of his whole thing. Bespias Ibasada. And then, of course, the wife of Eshish Potiphar starts up with him. Again, here you're talking about a vulnerable young man doesn't even know how he's going to get home, how what's going to happen to him. And she did anything that any guy thinks in the 
and the novels she tried to get him to do. And Yosef did not budge. Did never sinned. And not only didn't he sin, imagine this, she screams, rapist! I always tell this to people, that when you know, people start mistaking, you, you have to believe. When a guy accuses you here, she was screaming, rapist, and not only that, she was holding his jacket, his shirt. I got his shirt. It turned out, of course, that, you know, it wasn't true, but he was put into jail. Now, the jail in Mitzrayim is not our jails. I had to go visit the jails over here more than once. And the jails over here is, no matter what they complain, there is, um, they have air rights and they have a television. I don't know, somewhere, whatever. And they have good food. I watched. There, it was a hole in the ground, a pit in the ground. So it says in the Pasik, where it says in Abar, he was in, it was, it was horrible. And in the jail, he was 10 years in jail. Not one year, 10 years. I asked someone, on the Lubavitch, he deals with the prisoners. I asked him, how long is a person in jail, in prison, when, when he comes out, he's, he's uh, touched. Doesn't come out sane totally. Told me, if you're two and a half years in jail, most of those inmates come out, they has ruined their life emotionally. It is, doesn't make a difference what it is and which jail they are. Imagine here, Yosef being 10, 12 years in prison. 12 years in prison. And Yosef survived it. So the Medrash says, how did Yosef survive this? You know, there was no, in America, we have the pallet court, we'll send to university, have young people study the case and make a tumult. There was nothing. There was no pallet. There was nothing. You were condemned, and this is it. You know, life those days didn't mean much. So you were. Uh, so Yosef took the medrash. Didn't always made himself happy. This is very very hard, being in a prison and feeling hopelessness. There was not much hope. It wasn't like he was in the prison, and and this is what he was, and. He, he didn't give up. And the Medrash says very clearly he was always happy. Now, how does a person do this? You know, how does a, how does a person away from his family, there was no one to give him chizik, you know, that, you know, call a friend up, talk to them. I need your help. I'm going through a tough time. I have a hard time handling myself. I'm just hopelessness. You know, how did Yosef, being so young and vulnerable, you know, ripped away from, his, from his, his household? He grew up in a cocoon, sort of, between his father and his brothers with Kedusha and Tahara, putting him to the opposite of any opposite you can imagine. And the Tumis Mitzrayim, in Erebus Oritz. You know that the brothers were convinced this coming week's Pasha, you know where Yosef really is? You know where they thought that he was, if he's alive, in a high sending a brotherhood, brother in a, a Buddhist Because he was so good looking, he was convinced, they were convinced that that's where he's uh, using him for. It says in the Medish. They could not believe. And this Yosef was, you know, he was tested in so many ways. And for a young man, 17, this is the hardest test. 
Besides that, then he was put into jail for no reason. He said clearly, when he asked the Saramashik, Saramashik, Kigunav Ginafti Bebeisuvi, I was ripped away from my parents' home, and here I also didn't do anything. You know, it makes a person feel like, you know, I, I, I visited someone, and, you know, he broke his leg, and he tries to tell me that everything he does in life, it, it doesn't work, it's against him. I try to tell him not everything, just because you broke a leg and your business is not doing so well, it's almost kaput. Nah. You know, now, here Yosef was ripped away from his parents. Try to picture yourself, 17 years old, and now you're enslaved, and now he's in prison. What, it was like, what's the hope for him? And, and you know what it says in the Pasuk? The warden saw that whatever he does, he's masih. I don't know what, how much work there is in the prisons. <laughs> no, exactly. I don't know, but it says clearly. He saw whatever he does, he get just like Petifera, the, 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 the minister or the warden of the jail gave everything over to him. So the Medre says Yosef kept himself happy all the time. If you're happy, the Shechin is with you, and that gave him the Chizik. So how, 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 do we, how does a person do this? Well, there's a very famous thing from the Baal Shem Tov, and I always like to explain it in a down-to-earth nowadays. You know, I always say that we came down to this world to be challenged. If we would do the right things because it's easy to do, then we're just like nothing. Then we're just a grass. So it does natural. Nature would take care. This, I would give the marshal the sun. The sun woke up this morning. He was not in a bad mood. He didn't worry. His body was not aching. And he didn't say, you know, I want to stay under the covers another hour. I want to just skip, you know, the sun is a bunch of chemicals, hardware, software, you name it, does exactly what it's programmed. I always tell, tell myself, the sun is predictable for the next million years. We could know exactly how it's going to set, how it's going to rise. Exactly. I cannot predict what I'm going to do in 10 minutes. You ever notice? You tell yourself, I'm going to do it in 10 minutes, and 10 minutes goes by, and you haven't done it. I can't predict what I'm going to do in 10 minutes. The sun is so predictable. He doesn't get schar. He has no... He does exactly what he was created for. It's like fire does its job, water does its job, the gas does its job. The sun. We, in this world, are incredible challenged. And many different challenges. Challenges... The biggest real challenges for us is ourselves. Our own Yetzirah. That's, the, you know, the biggest, biggest challenge every person has is his Yetzirah. We love to blame everyone, but the truth is, it's the Yetzirah. It's our own Yetzirah. The nature of people is, like Odomarishan, he blamed his wife. And we blame our wives, and the wives blame the husbands, and they blame the, the, the way I, the way I, lately, the last uh, generation, people blame the way the parents they were raised, or who knows what. Truth is that we are our own biggest challenge. But what is there? The Yitzhahara. That first of all, you got to deal with your Mishigasen, and you got to deal with, you know, just 
doing the things that you need to do in life and things that you what's not pleasant in life. You got to, yeah, a person has to make sure he has a panosa, he has what to live on. So many things that are challenging, and we have a Yitzhara, simple. Two dozen, part of us doesn't want to do the right thing. This is why we're here for. The sun is working for us because we are the ones who have this great challenge. I learned, I, I'm a little bit embarrassed, but I did not know how American football works. I was on the plane a year ago. I decided to ask a guy next to me. He was on the plane. He was watching the American football, you know, where people just pile on top of each other. So I learned, I tell people, the man I say this, Marshall, if a guy would say to you that I took the ball from one end of the field to the other end of the field, I had a touchdown. I says, I had 10 touchdowns. He goes, oh, who is in the field? No one. <laughs> no one's in the field. You took the ball from one end zone to the other end zone. We have these, you know, I think it's 11 players, each weighing about 300 pounds and charging at you. Now let's see where you're going to get the ball. Now, let's see. This is what we are in life. We have challenges upon challenges. We are here because we are challenged. Otherwise, the the reason we are here because the Rebbeinu says you have a free will and you don't want to do the right thing all the time. And sometimes you want to do the right thing, but this stands in the way. Your body stands in the way. The panosa stands in the way. The shonbai stands in the way. The children stand in the way. Many, many things. Many, 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 many challenges. And somehow you have no control of it. A panosa, have no control of it. Sometimes Hashem blesses people with great panosa. Sometimes people struggle and struggle for panosa. Nothing to do being wise and being not wise. You mommy see this all the time in life. So, you know, this is the challenge what you personally have. This is what we're here for. So the Bashem Tev said, This is brought down almost all Chassidish Yisvarim. The told us, the Tanya, Menachem and Breslev, all bring down, the Bashem Tev said a marshal. He gave it an example. He said, and the marshal goes, Approximately, because everyone brings it with a little nuances differently. He said a king made a lot of, wanted to see how the people are going to be desperate to come to see him. So he made many walls, mechitzes, and after each wall he put some money there. And he wanted to see, he was all that was inside. They knew that to get to him was all that was inside. And he wanted to see who is going to get to him. So there were first ones who worked very hard, broke down the first wall, they saw money, took the money and ran. <laughs> we made money. Second ones, no. Went into the next one, next one, he gives you more money. So the next one. Told the, 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 the individual says they're not interested in any money. They want to get to the king. And when they got to the king, they noticed that all the walls were not even walls. It was an illusionary wall. Just simple illusion. So Vashamtav said, all the walls that surrounds us, all of them, is not a, is just an illusionary. Once you overcome it, you look back, you say, what was that all about? I'm sure we, any, all of us had such instances. You didn't know how to do it, you did it, and then he says, why was I so worried and so anxious and so nervous about it? <laughs> it was nothing. 
our anxiety and our anxiousness about it, to have it done, to do the right thing, or to daven, or whatever it was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't even it's just an illusionary thing. The B'Shem Tev says that getting close to Hashem, there's a lot of mechitzas to getting close. That's what we're here for. We're here to fight it. But then he says another Meirudigazach. He explains, the Tanya explains this, and the many, many Chassidish form also have the same explanation. That, you know, the Pusik says, the Banisham says, hastir astir I will hide my face. Hide, hide my face. So, hiding a face is because I don't know where he is. If I do know where he is, then it's not called hidden. But Shemtev said, once a person realizes that Hashem is in his troubles, in the things that are holding him back, on your, what, the pain that you're having, or the, 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 the depression that you're having, or their whatever, right there is Hashem. In, the, in your problems, Hashem, because in all the darknesses there's Hashem, there's a spark of Kedusha. No matter how bad it seems, that in there, there is Hashem. Once you say that to yourself, and you know, in the darkness of darkness, there's Hashem, then, then it, everything falls away. You realize this headache is there to, for me to be challenged. It's a headache, no question. The headache is a headache. You can't push away a headache. The guy's depressed. He's depressed. It's a serious thing. He's got to make himself happy. A guy has <clears throat> angry. It was terrible. Someone recently explained to me how he was, someone jipped him off. He's so angry. She said, of course you're angry. I mean, someone took advantage of you and uh, you know, took, took an incredible good job away from you, whatever the situation. Of course, it's a normal reaction. Got to calm down and say, Gamzi Latoiva takes time to realize, but Shlom's watching over you, your panacea is going to come a different way. This guy did a terrible thing, but you come there. You have to talk to yourself, feed yourself, give yourself therapy. But it's in the, in the pain, there's goodness there that Hashem sent. Hashem is there. <clears throat> there's a famous Chsidish <coughs> that the Shona is Gematria. 300, Hashona is Gematria 360. <clears throat> Hashona, this year. Satan is Gematria 359. So the, I think it comes from the Rosh himself. He said, because the reason Hashona is, is Gematria, you have to know that in the Satan there's even an Itzis Kodesh. There's even when the Satan himself comes, there's a spark, and that spark is number is another one that makes it 360. That means in every satan, every badness, there is that is part of our challenge. Yosef had a horrible challenge. You know, I, I said this message once before, but it's a really frightening message. The message says that Aishas Petifera got sick, and her friends came to visit her. Why are you sick? He says, this young man is working for here. He's incredible good-looking, and he wouldn't touch me. They looked at her, oh, you, what's with you? So she says, you know what? So Mother says, she gave everyone a, a, an esrik, her friends, and she called Yosef in, 
And as Yosef walked in, they were mesmerized by him. And they were peeling the asterisk, and they cut into the hands, and they were bleeding, and didn't realize themselves. Then she says, look at your hands, she said. They were so mesmerized by, by, by him. This is, you know, Yosef Atzadik was, this was a terrible challenge. A, ter- a horrible challenge he was challenged. How did he overcome this challenge? He knew in that Yetzirah that he has and what she's tempting him. There's Hashem. There's a reason why I'm tested here. He knew it was wrong. I'm not going to do it. There's no way I'm going to do it. But he, this was the challenge Yosef Atzadik had. And he saw, it doesn't, it doesn't mean he didn't have a Yetzirah. Of course, he wouldn't. if Yosef didn't have a Yetzirah, then it's not a challenge. It's not called Yosef Atzadik. I've met a guy once told me, unfortunately, from a guy. He says he is zero attracted to mama. There's nothing you could do. And he told me that he looks at the, that these magazines means nothing. Yosef was a healthy man. He had a Yetzirah. It wasn't that he didn't have them. He didn't have a Yetzirah, so it's not a test. You know, if a person has tendencies for, for, the, for the same sex, that's a Yetzirah for him. He had a Yetzirah, but Yosef Atzadik overcame his Yetzirah. See, there's a terrible an illusion amongst Chassidim sometimes, believing that the Tzadik doesn't have a Yetzirah, and he was born a Tzadik. This is a... Especially in Chabad, but many Chassidim, not just Chabad. Every tzaddik worked incredible hard to get to where they are. The difference is that they were gifted in many other ways. And they weren't to work, they wouldn't. It's like, you know, we could work, but not become a Novi. I explain, we could, if you're not so brilliant as this great tzaddik, and, and, and yeshivas say you could be a tzaddik. Dramam says everyone could be tzaddik, but you can't be such a big Talmud Chacham as Moshe Rabbeini. That, you know, you can't become this brilliant person. If you don't have the seichel, you're not going to become Shlomo HaMelech. You're not going to become, you won't be able to write a Tanya Lekit Amram. But a tzaddik, all the tzaddikim, every tzaddik was a tzaddik, worked incredible hard to get there. Otherwise, if he didn't work hard, he was like, you know, it's a piece of cake, as they say in America, he wouldn't be a tzaddik. Yosef had an incredible test, the Medrash says. The message describes it was frightening the test, how he fought his Yetzirah. And he knew the whole time that this, there is Hashem there. Let me tell you an amazing message. How he convinced, he tried to, Eshapetifara would not let go. You know, she, you know a people who are obsessed do not know how to let go. She was an obsessive person. You know that she was obsessive. To prove that she was so obsessed, she wanted to kill him. If I cannot have you, when she accused him as a rapist, you know what Mitzrayim did to a rapist? Not like in America. We give you uh, six months in prison. They hung him. The reason he was not killed, says the Chazal, her, 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 her husband knew that his wife is lying. He knew who Yosef is. He knew who his wife is. But it was embarrassing that he doesn't put him at least in prison for his own COVID. He had no choice. But he knew that his wife was lying. But what did she want to do to him? Kill him. You know, obsessed people. If I can have, if I cannot have it, no one's going to have him. So she was obsessed with him. And it wasn't just one day. This is an obsession. She drove him nuts. 
So Yosef stood fast because he knew in this Yetzirah, what he's dealing with right now, Hashem is there. Knowing that Hashem is there in your pain, your emotional pain, and the Yetzirah, which is very tempting for a young man, that cools it down. So the Medrash says a very interesting thing. Yosef had a talk with Yosef Potiphar. He says to him, you know, I, am, I was beloved by my father. I was his favorite. Amazing madish. I was my father's favorite. My father liked me more than all of his brothers. My God, he says, this is his words, always asked to bring a carbon the best. My grandfather was, brought, was supposed to be an oiler. Maybe Hashem is going to want to have me an oiler and I'm going to sin with you and I'm going to lose that opportunity. Everyone asks, are you kidding me, telling this lady, she's interested in this, she's interested in hey, it's a horror. What are you getting? What was he trying to tell her? That I was loved by my father, and if I do this, I'm not going to be kosher for carbon. So the chassidish Yisrael say a very, very profound thing. <clears throat> An incredible, first of all, Yosef, to keep himself strong, he went around saying, my father loves me. When you're very down, down in the dumps, and you tell yourself, it's terrible, but God loves me. My father loves me. I was loved by my father. It, 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 no matter how bad it is, it elevates you. Because part of the Yetzirah, see, the Yetzirah wants us to be depressed, giving up hope. Just get, give up. But as soon as Yosef walked around knowing, he tells her, I was my father's favorite. It makes him feel great. And if I do this and not be a carbon, what does that mean? It's called Mesiris Nefesh. Very famous thing from the Baal Shem Tov and the Tanya speaks about it and, and Peter Kofay, many chassidists for him. If a person, any person would want to die for the sake of Hashem, any, you know, tell a person, bow down, he'll do, no matter, people suffered unmeasurable suffering not to, not to convert to Christianity. And died on Kiddush Hashem. We're tortured on Kiddush Hashem. So he says, if a person is willing to do this Hashem, the city of Eri would also do. So that's what Yosef was saying. I'm willing to be tortured, to bring an oiler to the Hashem. How can I do this? So Yosef gave himself chizik the whole time. It wasn't that Yosef, you know, was there and... Many people have learned to understand, you know, you have the big tzaddik. It wasn't the Yetzirah, there's no test. Very important to understand this. I've heard this often from young people. It's understanding. If he, if he was not attractive to a lady, then there is no test. I bluntly had someone who told me, unfortunately, a from guy, says he, unfortunately, uh, all these, mag, you know, uh, magazines, I don't want to say out of my mouth, he looks at him, means nothing. Unfortunately, he's attracted to men, not to women. So this, his challenge is a horrible challenge. Yosef was a normal person. But if he, would, if he didn't have Yitzhahara, then what is the test? The test was Yosef had horrible, was fighting the Yitzhahara every day. Day in, the pussy said, yoim, yoim, the pussy says. It wasn't one time she planned to, you know, to do. This was an ongoing obsession that she had. So Yosef said to himself that Hashem is there. And, she, and he saw it. 
His master saw, and Yosef felt that Hashem was with him. Because once you tell yourself, God is in the darkness of the darkness, you feel him. You let him into yourself. You sort of invite him. You know, there's a famous word from the Kotzke Rebbe. Kotzke Rebbe asked a young man, where is God? So the guy said, you know, there's a Yiddish song, God is here, and Hashem is there, and Hashem is everywhere. He asked him again, where is Hashem? Young boy answered again. Third time he asked him, Rebbe, if you have a better answer, tell me. So he says, God is there where you let him in. It's a very powerful thing. Sometimes we don't let him in. It's like people in a relationship have a hard time to let someone into themselves. We have to let Hashem in. That means you have to tell yourself, Hashem is in this confusion and this. Let it be a depression, a confusion, struggling with panosa, challenges, your own challenges, your own personal, I call them shigas. There is Hashem. I have this because I'm tested. There's a very profound thing to add to this, that Hashem is all over. And <clears throat> the commander quotes that the Bashantiv said that he saw a vessel. Someone made a vessel. And he told his Talmud all the thoughts of the person who made the vessel, what thoughts he had making the vessel. So he says, is benefon. That means the koyach of the worker registers in the object that he worked with. It's called koyach apoyel benefon. That means the guy who made this table, guy who, you know, who made this microphone, whatever, this, he worked with it and he left his mark there. So great that he left his mark, the Bashamta said, I will tell you the thoughts that he had while he's doing it. So Bashem Tev said, if this is a person that does, a human being to something, it leaves a mark, can you imagine how Hashem's mark is left by every one of us, he used to say? We are created in the image of God. And he leaves the, the sparks of Kedusha. We are connected to Hashem with these things that he left behind. In us, we are his creation. But it's not, no, he created us. Hashem is... We are created by him. And he left in us this incredible sparks, his thoughts. So we could find him in every place we could find him. Because he's with us all the time. You know, it's easier said than done. But this is what, what a person has to do when he goes through a tough time. Is tell yourself what Yosef Atzadik said. First of all, Tell yourself that Hashem loves me. Over and over again. It's incredible powerful. It's very, very, very powerful. One of my children was going through, she was young, a very difficult time, and I used to tell her, every day, remember that Hashem loves you. 
She's married with her family, Kanayin Ara, and she tells me from time to time, whenever I feel in trouble, I look up, I know Hashem, you love me. Then I regret I should have done with every child, not just when she was going through a tough time. It's very powerful. It's extremely powerful when you're not feeling good, or you just to tell yourself, like Yosef. Yosef was in a terrible situation, Yosef was. See, I, oh, I added to this, my own, own thought, I added, that, you know, Yosef, got a, Yosef was loved by his father. And he loved him more than all his brothers. That's what the Torah says. That love, according to the Medrash, saved him. Because in, I always used to think, you know, this, is a, this turned out to be a terrible thing. His father showed favoritism, and look what happened. But what helped him in Mitzrayim, and in the darkness of darkness, as being a slave, and and and, and a tumas, you know, Mitzrayim was Ervis Oritz. <clears throat> Many years ago, his, I had a, a professor ate my Shabbos table, and a his, history professor, and he told me, he was not, he wasn't very religious, but he told me it's clear in history, like uh, he teaches about Egypt, that Egypt was those days incredible promiscuity. They have these uh, inscriptions. They were horrible. He's just like he said, he was telling me worse than Hollywood, he was telling me. It was just, just terrible what they believed in and what they did and what they practiced. He's, here was Yosef, a young boy. But the love that his father loved him, says the Medrash, he used to tell himself, I am the favorite of my father. Maybe Hashem wants me for a carbon. That gave him chizik, saying that you are loved by your father and telling you not only that you are loved by your father, also saying, God loves me. He really does. But the more you tell it to yourself, the more you convince yourself, the better it's for you. No one wakes up in the morning, I'm Hashem loves me. Ah, it's so good. No one wakes up that way. We wake up in the morning and we don't want to get up. Do we have to get up? Do we really have to face the music today? You know, a young couple who's madly in love with each other jumps out of bed and says, wow, another day with my new chasen, another day with my kala. We don't wake up this way. We got to tell ourselves every day, Hashem loves me. He really does. Over and over again. Right, that's the shortcoming. We, like he said, we, we want miracles to happen. We want to win the jackpot, whatever money, the high number, that would have shown. Everyone buying tickets, that would have, uh, that's what people are, it's very true. People look for things, for signs. I would like to see, come now, but the truth is we don't see signs. We live in a darkness. You know when you see signs? When you do the right thing. It wasn't Yosef had the signs that gave him chizik. Because he was so strong with Hashem, that's why there was miracles. It wasn't the other way around. It wasn't that Hashem just made miracles for him. Why should Hashem make miracles for him? He just the other way around. He let Hashem into him. And the Medrash says, how did I, one of the Medrash says, how did his master see Hashem Imoy? Yeah, Hashem Imoy. He continuously said the name of Hashem. He was like mad. He was, he was obsessed with Hashem. 
He saw that how close he was to Hashem. So because he was so close to Hashem, that's why Hashem was with him. So, what I'm saying is that Koyich of Yosef at Tzadik was that he went, you know, Yosef, according to the Zoyer, was the pioneer who helped us through the Golas. If Yosef wouldn't have gone into Mitzrayim, we would have never came in out of Mitzrayim. His Koyich Kedusha, this young man that he fought the Yitzhara there, that broke the clippers, broke the, the tumor, the clouds were able to go in there, and no one touched the Jewish lady. The Jewish nation just grew. They did other sins, but they, the, 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 the onion, uh, from you know, being not promiscuity, the building of a family, kosher families, they built incredible kosher families. But Yosef taught us this, you saw, you are never abandoned. The Rabbani Shalom is there with you. What did you say? So, but, you know, the question is, how do we remind ourselves that Hashem is in our life? Now, really speaking was, the davening is supposed to remind us. But unfortunately, our davening is not the best. We just daven, and we don't, how would I say, we don't really there. So one of the greatest things that Nachum Brestov said, sit and talk to Hashem. Make time for yourself. Just talk to Hashem. It really reminds you of Hashem. It reminds you that you were challenged. And also, what helps enormously talking to Hashem, because we, we, do, we do fail. We have our ups and we have downs. You know, we miss things and we mess up things. We are humans. We are... You know, we have ups and downs. So when a person knows this is what life is, this is the challenge of life. Right now, here I am. I am in this world living. Today, I'm going to have a bunch of challenges. It could, be, it could be the challenge started today. It could be started yesterday. But we all have challenges. So to remind yourself of this, you know, because, you know, when, we, when you walk out of this class, the body takes over and get busy with everything that you need to do. That's the reality. You go out, every one of us has a day. We are lucky Californians, what a wonderful day. But with our wonderful day, we're gonna, we have to take care of things. And we're going to you know, do things where many, we forget. But if you talk to Hashem once a day, you sit down for 20 minutes and tell Him, here I am, I would love to be close to you. I would love to, to, instead of working for my body, let my body work for my soul. Famous thing from the, from the Bashem Tev. Instead of your body, your soul working for your body, your intellect. See, we, we humans do something. We do something with, with all our intellect. I was just speaking to a young man. 
and Shidduch I'm not going. I said to him, you know, in the animal kingdom, they don't have such hard time finding a Shidduch. They don't have a hard time. We humans, got a date, got to do this. I'm not sure. Is she pretty enough? And then I like this and that. Oh, we need a piece, we need to eat a piece of bread. You know, the animals don't have a problem. We need to plan till we have a piece of bread, till we drink a glass of when you have coffee, when you sugar, this needed cotton in the milk, and this needed to heat it. Imagine how much what we do to ourselves, how much wisdom goes into everything of us. So all our wisdom goes, or our neshama all goes to the body. The trick is to come out of Mitzrayim is is to take all your, your body should work for the neshama. You're, not, you're gonna take care of your body, but let it be because I need the neshama to function. Now the neshama should function for the body. To remind ourselves of all this, this is what a person's gotta take, um, a person has to daven. To talk to Hashem, it will remind you, every day remind you, what am I doing here? And not only that, you know, when you talk to Hashem, it has also a very powerful thing. It puts things in perspective. Because very often we are confused and we don't know what's good and things bother us. And every, every parent and every person has so many things around them which they got to charge. And am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? Should I do? What can I do? You know, you talk to Hashem, you put things in perspective. You start realizing, look, this is my challenge. Maybe I did wrong. Maybe I messed up. Maybe let me speak to someone else. Let me try to be open. So, what I want to leave with all of you is, tell yourself that Hashem loves you. And you're His favorite. Yosef was Yaakov's favorite, and that saved him. Tell him you're His favorite, then. And tell him, tell you, Yitzhara, maybe I'm a be, I'll be a carbon. We got to do the right thing. That's how Yosef kept, kept his sanity. He kept his sanity because he thought this, I got to do the right thing. And the next thing, which is extremely important, is to be happy. And you notice that it's not easy to be happy. It's very easy to catch and criticize and to see things wrong in life. That's so geschmack and easy to do. No work. But to be happy takes conscientious work. And one of the biggest things that the Vashem Tev taught us. You know, I have said this often, but I'm going to say it again. You know, I grew up without seeing dogs. I grew up in Williamsburg, believe it or not. And when I moved out here to, Lake, to Los Angeles, I lived in Lakewood a short time, also amongst from community. And across the street I had a neighbor, a non-religious, he was a nice man. And I, used, I came home, and I, walked, and I walked, came home the same time as he did, and his dog would come charging out, he would sit down and play with the dog, and then his wife would be standing there, and peck, peck, peck on the cheek, hello, and go in. I remember the first time seeing something is wrong over here. I remember thinking, this picture, something is wrong with this picture. And it took me a few days to realize he was so delighted to see the dog because the dog waggled its tail and came, you know, all excited. Just two minutes afterwards, the dog goes go back and does whatever he does. 
But he was, he was delighted to have the dog run. His wife didn't wag his tail when she came out, so he wasn't uh, so excited about it. And, you know, when a person is happy and he greets Hashem with happiness, greets Emmy with happiness, that causes the other person to have an, an, an affection. It causes, when we are happy with Hashem, it's the same thing. Hashem is happy with us. This is what really happens. If you're happy with yourself, I'm so happy I'm a Yi today. I'm so happy that's Hanukkah today. I'm so happy I'm saying hello today. Because look, this, I, this is what hit me then. I remember thinking that the dog waggled his tail. It didn't say, I love you. I don't know what the dog, you know, you know, people and dogs, they say the dog loves me and who knows what. But at, at least waggles the tail and acts excited for two minutes. And then afterwards, he just goes back to sleep. But it's enough that, wow, what a reaction he brought in the person. So I, I, I say this to myself, when we do this to Hashem, do it to our spouse, you know, you do it to, to Hashem, here I am. I am so happy that I'm, I am here today, another day of my life, that I could worship you and get close to you. So you act this way, you really become happy. You fake it and you make it. That's really, really what happens. Otherwise, again, because it's so difficult, that shows as a mitzvah. It shows like, you know, most people, you should know, 99% of the people walk around unhappy. You all know that. Most of the people walk around quetching. And the reason they don't quetch, they don't want to bore you. They want to have a friendship. She says, how are you doing? Ever noticed? And the guy says, you really want to know? Sit down, I'll tell you how I'm doing. And I'm not interested. <laughs> I wanted to hear from you saying everything was okay. No one's interested in your catching. But if they would, they people pay for people to listen to them catch. I mean, uh, it's, we, we have, that's so easy to catch, so easy to be unhappy. It's much harder. That's why we, it's hard because it's a great mitzvah. So, if there's a Shem one of the greatest mitzvahs in the Torah. Okay, have a wonderful week. Thank you.